0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Rabotai, we are uh, in Shabbat Agadol. It's the Shabbat that we prepare ourselves to enter Pesach. And oh boy, what a different Pesach it is this, this year. What is this year different than all other years? There's a lot to say and a lot to think about. And I want to bring to everyone's attention a few important points to think about, to accept upon ourselves, Chizuk, and Simcha, and after that we'll also discuss some Halachot. The Hagadash Shel Pesach starts from the beginning of our history until we became a nation. In his Agadash Shel Pesach of Rav Yitzchak Isaac Haver, a student from the Bet Midrash of the Gaon, he explains that on Pesach, what happened is that we became a nation that was not based upon nature. Adam Arishon symbolized the Thufa of Mashiach. Adam, Adam David, Mashiach. And from the beginning of creation, we are destined for eventually the Tikun Olam. But we weren't even supposed to be a nation. And the proof is, is that our mothers were barren. Sara Imenu didn't have a womb. Rivka didn't have a womb. They weren't supposed to have children. Rachel also. And we were all created, Shiloh we were all created above nature. That is what Am Yisrael is about. We are a nation that is above nature. And we have to remember that throughout everything that's going on, there's a very, very set plan why Hashem is doing what He's doing. I want to tell you something. A few days ago, maybe a week ago, I heard words of Chizuk from a great Talmud Chacham that is close to the Kolel and he's one of the prominent talmidei Chachamim North America. His name is Rav Binyamin Cohen, the Rosh Yeshiva of Chaim Berlin. The Rosh Kolel of Chaim Berlin, I'm sorry. And he mentioned that it's said in the name of HaTzadik Gaon, Rav Elchanan Wasserman, HaShem Yikom Damo that every bullet has its address. That means that anytime somebody v'shalom is supposed to get something, it's predestined. That's how Revel Khanan Wasserman said, and as it's a, it's a tradition, it's a long standing tradition of Ashgaha Pratit that Hashem watches over us above nature. And that stuck with me. For some reason that stuck with me. A little bit later in the week, the kolel was learning simankuf tet zayin in yore which talks about things that have to do with sakana. Mamash, it was very interesting. Our Hashem made us learn exactly this siman and this exact siman in Shulchan Aruch talks about dangerous things, not to do with dangerous things. It talks about uh, not leaving water uncovered, which is not common nowadays because of snakes. Not eating fish and meat together. And it also talks about not putting your fingers in your mouth if you touched money. Because people touch money and it's unhealthy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a si man kufted zayin si And there, the Ramah writes in the name of the ma'aril, that if there's Dever Ba'il, if there's a plague, an epidemic in the city, he has to run away from the city. This type of epidemic, there's nowhere to run to because everybody's affected. Wherever you go, it could be an epidemic. But that's what the the Maril said. Although the Gemara in Masechet Baba Kama says that Dever ba'ir yikanes, that Dever, if there's an epidemic, a person should seclude himself and not go outside at all. But he says the minhag was always to to leave the city. But if you don't leave the city, the best thing is to seclude yourself. Rabbi Akiva Eger on the Shulchan Aruch he brings the perush for Rabbeinu Bachaye. Rabbi Bachaye says like this: that at the time of the Magifa uh, in 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 the in the in the midbar, so the pasuk writes, and I'm sorry, as as part of the of the asara part of the um part of the 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 asara makot. So by makat dever. It's written that people had to hide in their houses because if they would go out, they might get affected. So Rabenu Bachaye says he doesn't understand why would a person get affected if they weren't supposed to get affected. So Rabenu Bachaye says because when, there's a, when there is a midat hadin, when there is an epidemic and a magifah that is happening, ben The malachamavit sometimes could take a tzaddik along with a rasha. It's called collateral damage. And if that's called collateral damage, that means that even if a person is in a situation where he is not necessarily supposed to get anything, but if he's in a place of a danger, enu ben sadik la rasha. It was bothering me tremendously. With this, how, how do you reconcile with what Rabbi Khanan said? Rabbi Khanan said that every bullet has its address, and here you see that Beshata Magifa Hashem doesn't make a difference between la Rasha. So this was something that I didn't uh, that, that didn't settle with me so well. So I had the question. Today, I see my phone ring. It's Rabbi Yamin Cohen. I couldn't believe it. He doesn't usually call me. I picked up right away. God forbid there was a, a case that, uh, it's, it doesn't matter the details, but, but it was a case that because of this tremendous magifa, that there are people dying in the East Coast, so one of the niftarim was a tremendous bal chesed, and he left behind unfinished business, and it had to do something with LA. So he wanted me to look into something, as somebody in LA looking to something that happened over there. So as he, as, as he called, I asked him, Rav Yamin. I don't understand. What, according to what you said, what, how do you reconcile that with this, Rabbi Nubachaya, that Hashem is uh, not mavchin at a time of the plague between the tzaddik and the rasha? He told me that the way he understands it is that there is a there is a certain level of of of, uh, of of collateral damage that goes on, but everything has to be with a chishbon. Everything comes along with a calculation. For example, if a father is upset at his children, he, I'm sorry, his father is upset at one child, and that child got him really angry. So he yells at him, and he gives him a scolding, and then the other child walks in, and by mistake, turned right instead of left. So he starts yelling at him also. So he says, what did I do? I just turned right to left. Well, the father's angry. So the so so the other child could get it, but the other child did deserve it. He did deserve it for some reason. Just it would have passed. But in the time of a magifa and in the time where there's midat Din on, on us, we have to be so very extra careful that the midat Din doesn't uh, doesn't play action against us. I want to tell you, rabbi, that this is something that that we're all thinking about that. We don't have minyanim. Why we don't have minyanim is not because of the CDC, and it's not because that uh, that that the the that the that, that the Ministry of Health said it's forbidden to have minyanim. Hashem is telling us right now that our place is in the home, and we do not have that power of protection of and everything else. We just don't have that opportunity. I, I heard there's a minyan in the Kotel Ma'aravi that they're making of ten people spares that there, there should make sure that there is still a minyan in Eretz Israel. Could you believe it? The G'dole Ador, Rav Chaim Kanievsky say, no minyanim, no minyanim in the buildings. No min- there are some places where people live in a building that they could each stand from their mirpeset and all the gedole aposkim are busy deciding whether gathering people together in that type of way is considered a tefillah or not. Have we ever had such a situation where 90 to 95 percent, probably more, of Am Yisrael, I would say 99 percent of Am Yisrael is praying without a minyan. We ever had such a situation, and why? Because Hashem is saying right now there's a certain there's a certain cloud that has to pass over us, and this is where we're getting to our point of passing over. Those of you who who have listened to the daily chizuk a few days ago, I said over such an important point from Rav Shimson Rafael Hirsch. And he said that the, 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 when the German reformers came and wanted to make a changement, they made a focus around the synagogue. They made a focus around the the knesset. That way people could leave their homes. They don't have to be educated by their parents and they could give them new concepts that they wouldn't get from the home. And Rav Shem Rafael Raphael, after he saw that, he said, if it was up to me, I would have abolished synagogues for a hundred years so I could restore that obviously that's not the synagogues that we have the synagogues that we have play such a tremendous role in spreading Torah and spreading What we, where would we be without our Bateh but the point that Rev Hirsch is, is emphasizing is such an important point that as much as we get from the Beta Knesset as much as we get from the Shiurim and in the Kolel it does not compare to what we give over to our children and we do that during the year but now is a time where we have to put as much emphasis as we can on that. If Hashem is putting us in a situation of Yikanis, it's Hashem telling us, come in. It is not the CDC. It is the Gdoli who are all telling us that the Halacha, the Torah tells us, pray at home. If the Torah is telling us, pray at home, that's our Avodah. That's our service. That's what we should be doing. If that's what we should be doing, then it behooves us to to work on on, on ourselves, to work on on, on a a uh, a a plan how we could make our tefillah better. How we could make our, our, our time spend at home to the maximum. This is how Hashem wants us to have our Vodat Hashem for the next few weeks or for the next month, because it's gonna pass Be'ezat Hashem. And the only question is whether we become stronger from it or whether we go down from it. And Be'ezat Hashem, I'm all confident that we all grow tremendously. Not only grow, but we go tremendously from it. And I wanna give some practical some practical etzot, and then I want to speak about the concept of Mashiach and how it has to do with Pesach, and then I want to speak about a little bit about the halachot. Number one, it's very important to keep a schedule for yourselves and for the kids. That means Torah, your Torah schedule should be the same Torah schedule. shouldn't be lying down in bed listening to a shir here, a shir there. You have a set place, Where you pray, a set time when you pray, a set time when you just like you're going to shul and you could say, I'm going to synagogue now. This is my time where I'm going and I'm coming back. And you walk, you put your shoes, you get dressed properly, and that's how you pray. You when you sit down and learn, you learn, you do the same thing. And you and you take that seriously, the kviotitim la Torah. And that's where the wives of Am Yisrael come in—that they facilitate that their husbands are able to 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 learn and to do their spiritual work that they usually do during the year, and that's their zechut, along with all the other schut that they're taking, as long as all the other schut that they're taking care of. You're at home now. Make sure that you have opportunity to spend time with the children, teaching them proper messages you watch over the technology, you make sure that the technology is, is limited to a point, their reading is to a point, their studying is to a point, and everything stays on schedule. When it says in Hazal, Have Torah, A person has to exile himself to learn Torah. So in our terms, in the time of Chachamim, it meant sometimes going to a different city. For a Bachur Yeshiva, sometimes it means going far out. For us, it means going to the kolal and shutting off our phone. Right now, it means going to a corner, shutting off what's around you, and learning. And by the way that the children are seeing you learn is invaluable. These are lessons for life that they'll be able to take with them. You know, Rabbi Amar pointed out to me something interesting, that in the uh, tefillah in Shacharit, we say, and he, he, he mentioned that he noticed that each and every one of those things were, were taken away from us, besides the last one. It's written, uh, very hard to do chesed. We don't see people. We could still, from far, definitely give tzedakah or call people. Very hard. We don't see our parents. chasadim. Bikur cholim. Visiting the sick. They're not even allowed to visit the sick. Hachnasat orchim. Going to have guests. We can't have guests. kneset. We, we don't go to synagogue. Havat shalom ben We don't see fights that we can put the, the people uh, make shalom between us. Then Ben ish Definitely relevant. <laughs> Nowadays, without we are in home, definitely is the time to work on shalom bait. But we definitely have Talmud Torah. So many of these we don't have anymore. The truth is, it's something to mention, that there's a whole controversy, I'm sure you saw in Eretz Israel, certain rabbanim who felt such a rachmanut that they said maybe we should be able to leave the Zoom on so that it could work for people who are are, are very depressed. So it has to be clarified that the main posek who, who said that it might be allowed, Rav Abergel, said only in a place where it's a suffix sakanat pikuach nefesh, that we're afraid that this person is really in a situation, safik, pikuach nefesh. then you could leave the phone on, you could, you could do it, but that's a private psak. You can't start saying that Zoom for somebody who doesn't have, is not in a situation of safik, pikuach nefesh. But what many people are doing, what's suggested by many people, is doing a pre-seder beforehand with the grandparents. Another idea is that the grandchildren should be able to write to their grandparents a Dvar Torah and tell their grandparents to read it at their Seder. That would be a beautiful thing that every single child should write to their grandparents a Dvar Torah and that way the grandparents will feel part of it because we have to protect our grandparents but that doesn't mean that we're exempt from Kibud Avahem and that applies that grandchildren fulfill Kibud Avahem as well by writing to the grandparents. And and Bikur Cholim, call somebody who needs Chizuk. Hachnasat Orchim. Hachnasat Orchim is a difficult one. It's a difficult one. But if you know of somebody who needs help, that's the concept is still there. And going to Bet Knesset, at least we don't have that zikhud but at least we make our Tefillah stronger. Rabotai. I want to mention something that Sammy, our good friend, suggested. Is that every single beta Knesset, when they return back after this whole ordeal is over, should think about each beta Knesset, what they have to work on and what they have to improve. I was thinking about for Magenavot something that we should take upon ourselves, which is something that we've been doing, but I think it needs Chizuk, which is having Torah that is set before Shabbat Mincha, And Beli Neder, trying to have a Shi'ur before Shacharit on Shabbat as well. A short Shi'ur. But that way, the Shi'ur that happens Shabbat before Mincha, whether it's me giving it or somebody else giving it, should have a stronger presence. People should feel compelled to have a Seder Limud on Shabbat. So that I I, I felt Talmud Torah Keneget Kulam. That is the one thing that could, 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 could always protect us in these times of Tzara. Kulam. So that's one thing that I also wanted to mention. And now I wanted to mention something about Mashiach. Mashiach has many different names. One of the names of Mashiach is Tzemach. I heard this for this concept from Rabbi Yamin Cohen as well. Another, in the Gemara, there's a famous Gemara that each Rav was asked, What's the name of Mashiach? And he said, Mashiach's my Rav. And this one said, My Rav is Mashiach. Each, each one says his Rav is Mashiach. It's the concept. And what is this concept of mitzapeh Yeshua that we hope for Mashiach to come? If we know Mashiach is coming, Anima min bebuna that Mashiach is coming. Why does it matter that I have to wait for Mashiach and hope that he comes? What does it matter that I that I that I hope for? Thousands and thousands and thousands of years we've been hoping for Mashiach to come. We know that it's c- coming. There's a, there's a concept of the Dafka, hope for Mashiach to come. The answer is, Rabbotai, that the Mashiach is called Tzemach. Tzemach is a plant that's Tzmicha that grows. The actual belief and hope and bitachon that Mashiach will come is part of the Ge'ulah. That's what creates the Geula. It's not that Mashiach is going to come anyways. Mashiach is going to come through our hoping that we put in... Because there's going to be a personal Yeshua and then there's going to be a global Yeshua. And each one is connected. When we are in an Etzara, we don't know... What is going to bring, when Mashiach is going to come? That's Hashem's concern. But we have to believe, Be'emunashilama, every day that Hashem is going to take us from one out of a tzara. And nobody could have seen this tzara coming, this pandemic, this epidemic coming in the way that it came. But it just shows us that being in America or being in France or being in Israel and thinking that everything is fine and everything could go on, and the stock market will always be okay, Hashem is telling us, whoop, in one second, don't forget to be Mitzapel Yeshua, and it's not the end goal. Some people would always think, what do I need Mashiach for? I'm great, I have a house, I even have a pool. What do I need more than that? The answer is, is that, is that Hashem has to shake things up and say, this is not our natural setting. And we always have to have that deep, deep, uh, uh, Yeshua. So I wanna, I wanted to leave with that concept, which is so important, which is leYeshua and Yehira That if we put that strong imuna, we put in that strong belief that Mashiach will come bi we will see that bimehira in our days and. This Lela Seder is such a special Lela Seder like what I said at the beginning about about the uh, the the, the Bala and I'll repeat it over again. It says that the Korban Pesach Yocheluhu, it shall be eaten. It's written Yochelu four times, twice Ligabi the Korban Pesach, once regarding Kohen and his sons. The day the Korban Amiruim says the Balaturim when Arunah Kohen ate, they were eating it inside the house. So to Korban Pesach is written inside the house. But there's one more time that Yochelu is written by the final Gilam which is also Eremes that the final Gilah is going to happen when we come when we are in our houses so Bezrat Hashem the Mashiach in the Zeman of Nisan She'nigaloo Din le'higalot Be'ezrat Hashem Hashem should answer our tefilot that is the part of the Agadah and I want to switch over to start a new recording and now, now is the is the you've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com